Hey, Boker Tov. Today's daf, da, today's daf is daf nun Zion in Psochim. <clears throat> uh, we're going to start from the bottom of Nun Vavam and Beis yesterday's daf. We're learning again for a four Shlema for Tova Miriam Bastvara Mindel. Uh, yesterday, Irving had a few questions about the issue of Pale Yerik. So, why don't we go back um, be, right before the lines get wide on the daf on Nun Vavam and Beis? And let's take it from there, because the Mishnah brought down Venostin Pei That was one of the other things that the Anshe Richo had, dis, uh, had uh, done something, and the rabbis, um, the rabbis had uh, objected to what they did. In the Gemara yesterday, yesterday's Gemara, which we actually learned on Friday, it brought down other, six other things that Chizkiyo Amelech did uh, that were not, uh, three of them were approved, three of them were, the Racham agreed to, they didn't encourage it, but they agreed to it, and then they were, they were like motivated to them, okay, to do it. But the other ones, they weren't motivated. They didn't agree with the other ones. And the Mishnayis that's brought down, the cases with Chizkiyo are part of the Mishnayis. In our Gemara, we have it just simply like a Tosefta that was added on later on. It's really in the Gemara. It's not in the Mishnah. But in any case, the last thing in the Mishnah that we have, the way we have the Mishnah is that, is that they would give Peah for Yerik. Peah is one of the things you have to give to the poor people. And um, they would do that even on Yerik, on vegetables, where there's Tumas and Maisus Drabonon, and the Chacham objected to it. Why did the Chacham object to it? Because they said that the, uh, you don't give payah for those particular kinds of vegetables. Well, that's, that's the issue over here. What do you mean? Do they give payah on vegetables or not? It depends on the kind of vegetables. That's what the Gemara is going to discuss. And that was the issue. Was it a kind of vegetable that you give Yerik on or not? If the Chacham held, you don't give uh, you don't give um, uh, trumasomaisris on on uh, on, on paya. Paya is not chayiv in trumasomaisris. So if they gave paya on it, they didn't give trumasomaisris. The chum said no. There's no paya on that, and it's chayiv in trumasomaisris. And therefore, you, the food that you gave to the aniam as paya is not really paya. It's really chayiv in trumasomaisris. And therefore, you're giving them tevel at least tevel drabonim. It was not Trumasomysis. Now, what was the issue over here? So let's look at the Gemara on Nunvavam at Beis. A couple lines in the Gemara before the lines get wide. Nosen Peliark says Gemara, Veleslan, Shericho, Haditzan. Did they not hold of this issue of what's the definition of what you give pay on? That's not Kalom or Peo, Kalom Peo. What are the rules about Peo? Koshu, Ochel. It's got to be a food. It can't be something which is not a food. As we'll see, there's different things in, that grow that. Sometimes they can be food and sometimes they're too hard. They're not as eaten as food. Venishmar, and it's guarded. You're not mafkarit. You know, you want to keep it. And it grows out of the ground. We'll see what that excludes. And it's gathering in at the same time. What does that mean? We'll see. Sometimes there are fruits and vegetables. They're not gathered in once a year. They continually grow and they're picked at different times of the season. So the peya, in order to be chayiv and peya, it has to have these four qualities, right? It's got to have those things. Right? And you, and you store it. So we said it's ochel, venishmar, it's a food. It's, uh, right? it's, it's five, actually five uh, uh, qualities. It's got to be a food. It's got to be something you're not mafker, that you keep it. Vegidil Maras, it grows out of the ground. Vegidil Maras, it's gathered in at the same time. And you store it. And fruits that, and vegetables that can't be stored, all those things are chayv and peah. Koshu, now he explains what do these five qualities come to exclude. Koshu, ochel, pratlusfiach, satisfakotza. Woad and matter, these are kinds of things that when they're grown fresh, when they grow, when you plant them, they can be eaten. But if the aftergrowths that grow by themselves are like hardened and can't be eaten. So those things are not chayv and peah. 
okay? Venishmar, and it's guarded, prat lehefker, if you're mafkrit, so something that, that you're mafkrit, you're not chayiv and peh. Gidumus grows out of the ground, prat lekmein pitriyos, uh, truffles and, uh, and um, uh, mushrooms, things like that, that uh, they're considered to be grown, they don't grow in the ground, they're grown, they take in nika, they take, they take some nourishment from the ground, but they're considered to be grown in the air. Vilikitosin ka'achas, they're gathered in at one time, prat lehtenim, excluding figs, figs, are gathered in several, you know, at different points during the season, not at one shot. And they're and they're stored. They can be stored away. They don't get they don't go bad right away. Probably Yarek, excluding vegetables. Vegetables in general are cannot be stored. Uh, today we have storage. We have uh, freezing and refrigeration and all kinds of stuff. But basically, they're not usually stored without without some additional, uh, you know, outside uh, outside uh, catalyst to keep them. Uh, intact, then they can't they can't be stored. So therefore, Yerek or Potter. So the question is, don't Anche Recha hold to that? As we explained the other day, the Anche Recha, these were not Amaratsim who just decided, no, we're going to do what we want. These were Tamnachum. They held they held that it was Chayven and Yerek uh, that Yerek was Chayven Peah. So what's going on over here? That they gave if Chayven Peah and they gave the Peah to the Aniim and according to the Rabbanan. Uh, since it wasn't chayv and pay, he had to give trumas and meisers, and they hadn't given trumas and meisers. Amar Abiyon Amarav, hacha barashi lift us again. We're speaking about turnip tops here. The turnips themselves, says Rashi, there's no question that those things are stored. Those things, the turnip tops can be kept, but the turnip tops couldn't. But it's only stored through some other agent. What do we mean by that? Rashi says it's stored together with its mother, meaning with the turnip. Since the turnip can be stored, if you have a turnip top, since it can be stored together with the turnip, therefore it's considered machnis lokim, even though the turnip top by itself would not last. Rabbeinu Hananel says that it's machnis lokim because it can be pickled. I would guess maybe you could pickle a lot of things. Maybe some things can't, can't be pickled. I don't know. But he says since it, it is machnis lokim. In other words, the issue here was between the chachamim and the chachamim of Yericho was, uh, is this thing stored or not? They, they are turnip tops stored or not? So he says turnip tops are stored. That's what they felt. The turnip tops are, can be stored through another agent. And therefore, they're chayv and pay. If they're chayv and pay, you put it from Meister and the Chacham held otherwise. The Chacham said that maybe Machnis is not good enough. Maybe if the turnip tops are still attached to the turnips, fine. But if they're once they've been separated, since uh, they no longer are attached to the turnips, so maybe they can't be stored. And therefore, if they're not stored, they're not chayef in peya, and therefore they are chayef in meiser. And that was the issue that the Chacham had with the Yanshi Richo. Mar Savar, That's what Yanshi Richo That's how we understand the Machlokas, because one said that it was considered a kiyam, one said that it wasn't a kiyam. In other words, the Racham said it's not machzisol kiyam just through, if it's through another agent. By if it's if it's if it can't be stored by itself, uh, if it can't be stored by itself, it's not considered not chayiv and peah. And the and the Yancheiricha hold that it could. Now we tell you another story that we'll see is related to this. Tanur Rabbanim, Brishona Hayinosim peah lelefes ulakru. Originally, they did give peah. For lefes and crew, for turnips and cabbage. Now, here we're not talking about the Rashi liftos, the turnip tops, that there was an issue. That was the issue on Shericho. Here we're telling you another story. What's this story? The story was originally they gave Peah for turnips and cabbage because those things are stored, right? We said before, lefes, uh, turnips are stored. Rabbi Yosemar, even for kafla. Kafla is some vegetable. I don't know what, they, what that is. Uh, 
so one translation says pour it, but I, I don't know what that is. It's it's not clear. But Tanya Idoch, another Brisa says, So what's going on over here? We have two different Brises, in what, and in each case there's a machlokas. The Tanakama, the first Brisa says, you give a peya for turnips and cabbage, and Rabbi Yossi says, kaflut also. And another Brisa says, they give it for lefes and kaflut, and Rabbi Shimon says, aflukrov. Now, if you look at it, apparently, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon are both adding on to the previous two, and they're saying in all three species. So, Chorah, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon hold the same thing. You're high to give pay on all three. So, the Gemara says, and the top of Nun Zion, name it Tlas Tanoi Havo, it's, it's Machlokas three Tanoim. Why? Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi both hold apparently all three. The, the Tanakama of the first Bryce holds Peah, uh, uh, holds Lefet and Kuruvachayv and Peah, and the Tana of the second Bryce, the Tanakama says, uh, Lefet and Kaflut. So the Chorus of three of Machlok is Igmar's low. Trey have there's really only two. The Tanakamid Rab Shimon, Hain Rab Yosi, the Tanakamid Rab Yosi, I'm Shimon. There's really only two Shitas here, Rab Yosi and Rab Shimon. What's going on over here? The Tanakama that we started with, Tanar Banar Bishonah, says Peah Lefet, Ula Kruv, Lefet and Kruv, and Rab Yosi says Afla Kaflut. What does he mean? Or my Af Akamaisa, says the Gemara. He's going in the first one. He's saying everybody agrees with Lefet, right? So, so uh, Rab Yosi says, no, Tanakama, you say Lefet and Kruv, I say Lefet and Kaflut. I say lefet and lefet and kaflut. Okay, and the second brisa says lefet u kaflut. That would be Rabbi In other words, the Tanakama of Rabbi Shimon in the second brisa is Rabbi who says lefet and kaflut. And Rabbi Shimon says aflukruv. The last few words on that page, Shimon aflukruv. He means also lefet and kaflut. He doesn't mean to say three. He just says instead of lefet and kaflut, I say the second one is kruv. So it comes out. Rabbi Shimon says it's lefet. And Kruv, and Rabbi Yosef says it's Lefet and Pain. There's only two Shitas. What does this have to do with us? What does it have to do with us? So, this is real. If you see on the side there, it says it's a Tosefta here in Psachim. If you look in your back of your Gemaras, it says here this story. And what was the issue here? Why is this brought down? And also the way it says it, Berishona, right? Originally they were going to do this. Mashmur later on, not Berishona. Uh, they were, this is how Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon disagreed. So it says, What's the issue? In other words, when he said these lefet and kaflut, and the issue was, uh, was it lefet and kaflut? Was it lefet and kruv? The issue was, yes, they store. Remember, we said there's five qualities that you have to have in order to give peah. The issue before between Yan Shericho and the Chachamim was, was it stored? Could it be stored? The issue over here was, was it gathered in at one time? That was the issue in the in Tosefti. brings it down. So the issue was probably, was it gathered in at one time or what wasn't? That was the issue, uh, discussion. That's why it's probably, it's brought down over here. He tells you, Barishona, but the Gemara doesn't really tell us, okay, Barishona sounds like originally they did it that way. What happened later on? Maybe later on the circumstances changed. Maybe later on they didn't gather in at the same time or whatever. The Gemara's not clear. It doesn't tell us that. Another story about Peyaliyarek, Tanur Abanam. We're at the third line on Nun Zayimad Aleph. Ben Bohayan, that was his name, Nussan Peyaliyarek. He gave Peyaliyarek, again, like the Anshei Richo. Uba'avav, his father Bohayan came, Umatzalaniyam, and he found an Iyam, Shayutonan Yerek, and he saw them standing by the doorway of the garden, of his garden, and he sees them all holding the Peyah. Amalan Bonai, my sons, Hashlichum Elechem, please put it down. I know my son gave it to you. That boy, I've been telling him all along, right? Now, be careful, right? My boy gave you the peah. 
please put it down. I'll give you double, whatever you have, I'll double it of proper tfua that was gemeisert. In other words, what you've taken as payah is not really payah. And therefore, it's chayv tumas amaisis, and I don't want you to be nichshel on my account eating something which is tevel. No, Mishain, sorry, he says, when I'm giving it, I put it down, I'll give you double. Not because I begrudge you this, not that I don't want to, you know, give it to you. I want to give it to you, except I want to give it to you properly. The Chacham said, you don't allow, you don't give payah for Yerek, and therefore, this hasn't been trumas amaisis, right? Because why don't you give payah for Yerek? Because you know, paya you don't give miser on, and if you give and if you give this as paya, you know the the levy is going to lose his miser, and shvius also and shvius also doesn't apply to it. That's why I don't want you to take it. So that was the story. So why did he have to tell him not that I begrudge you this? Why did he have to tell them to, for him? Just give him the doubles. So they shouldn't say, oh, he's just pushing us away. In other words, it wasn't like he showed up with the double. He saw them walking out with the payah, with the yerek, and he wanted him to stop. And he didn't have it in his hand. So he said, put it down, put it down, I'll give you double. So he, he explained to them, why do you have to have the whole explanation? Not that I begrudge you, except the Chacham said this, because otherwise they may not have believed him. They said, yeah, sure, you know, put it down and I'll give you double later on. You know, a burden hand is worth two in the bush. Maybe he figured, maybe they figured, listen, sure, he's just telling us a story that he's going to give us double later on. But maybe he won't, but he explained his, his reasoning and therefore they accepted it. The prime, the implication is that if he had said, I'll, I'll replace it, that wouldn't have been good enough. For yeah, maybe, years. right, because maybe that wouldn't have convinced them. Maybe he wanted to convince them. He said, I'll give you double. You know, why would you give us double? You know, because I'm going to tell you the reason why I want you to put it down is not that I don't want to give you. Of course I want to give you. It's just that this is us to eat. Another story with Tana Barishona. Here we tell, uh, uh, this is a similar story. I guess it's brought down probably because of Barishona. Tana Barishona, Yemenichan, Oros, Kachin, Belishka, Space, Aparva. When you bring carbonus, this we're getting into carbonus over here. This is the end of this parak takes us taking us into the next pair, few prokum, which is all going to be about carbon pesach and carbonos, kachim. So <clears throat> you know, remember from kachim that kache kachim were eaten by kohanim, right? Chatos asham ola is not eaten by anybody, but all those are kache kachim. So the kohen gets the whole carbon basically. He gets to keep the hides also, the skins. Kachim kalim. Is, is goes to the owner. The owner could eat it anywhere in your shalim, shlamim, or uh, toda, whatever he's bringing, and uh, he and he can bring an ola also. But it's uh, but if he if he brings uh, that that's kasher kachim. But if he brings a, a, a kachim kalim, that goes to him. He gets to eat that right, and he keeps these skins also. But what about the skins that were eaten by the kohanim? So the kohanim were divided into different mishmars. Every week there was another mishmar, and every day within. The week it went to a particular base of one family brought the karbonos that day. So what happened was originally they would bring their karbonos, especially the chatas and the ashim, which were eaten. The olos also, even though they weren't eaten, they were burnt, but the skins weren't. The skins went to the kohanim. So they would leave the skins, kachim belishchas besa parva, that was the, the skin, the chamber of skins of hides in the base of Mikdash. Le'erev, they would put them all, you know, they brought karbonos during the day. Whoever brought karbonos, people brought them. And chatos, uh, asham, ola, whatever they brought, and in the evening, the uh, they would split up the hides among all the kohanim in that family that based off of that day. Even though they were all family, not just that the kohanim were all cousins, but this is a particular base of this particular family, they would fight it out, and there would be uh, Balizros, the tough guys, the 
the strong guys would uh, would win, would take what they take as many skins as they want. They would beat the other guys. So they said, you know what? We're not going to do this. Every day there's a fight at night. And the problem was also that you didn't know how many animals were going to be brought. Maybe uh, maybe on Tuesday there were more kabbonists than on Sunday when people couldn't schlep Yerushalayim. Whatever it was, there wasn't the same amount every day. So they said, okay, they'll wait for Erev Shabbos. The us and Kula Mishmaros for Shuk and Badad. He says, Mishmaros. Rashi says, more Mishmar. That Mishmar for that week, they would come at the end of the week and they would split them up. But still, the officers of the Kohanim, the main guys, would also take them, would also, you know, say, okay, we're entitled first. And they would take them, they would have... Uh, they would have either some, you know, henchmen or whatever who would grab them for themselves. Amdu Balim, so the owners, Rashi says the owners are really all the Kohanim. Amdu Balim, Kol Kohanim Mishmaros Yachat, and they were Maktishem, which is always a good solution. You see a big lesson over here when there's a fight over money, over assets. One way to solve the problem is to give it to Tztaka, give it away, be Maktashit, so that nobody, nobody gets it. That's better. Most people would, you know, that's a common nature. Better to go to Tztaka and, and the other guy shouldn't get it, right? So, Amdu Baal and Vikdishim And they were Maktashit, they made Hegdish. Amru, it was better Kabais. Amru, Lahoi it didn't take long. They took all the money that they had from the skins and they turned that into cash and they. Uh, they, you know, they they turned the skins into cash, and they with that they they produced uh, these big uh, tablets or plaques of zav, golden plaques, and ama ama, like tiles, an ama by an ama, baove uh, or keove dinner zav, the thickness of a dinner zav, and they had all these gold plates. So rego, when it came to yontif, are you makaplan or some? They would fold them out. In other words, they would lay them out. on top of the on top of a high place in har bias. So that when the Ole Regalim would come, Kadeshia Ole Regalim, Rowan or some, they would, Rowan, they would see them, Shemalachtim Noah, Vain Boim, Delem, or Dofi. So they would just see that, look, you know, look where, you're, look where your money's going. You're bringing all these carbonos. Look what we did with the hides. We made a, a, beautiful, uh, a beautiful gold uh, area uh, to be, to, you know, to sanctify Harabias and the Kashim and see where your money's being put to good use, that their work is good and there's no imperfection in it. I don't know if that their work in the gold, or that it's, it's, if it was a symbol that their money was being put to good use. Okay, that was the story. Tani, Tanabashal. Prime, oh, the people who were Ola Rego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand that this was all because the they were behind and were fighting. I don't know if they knew understood about the fights. They, the money was being put to good use. You know, we never know what goes on behind the scenes. Probably the Kohanim decided this on their own among the fights there, and then they had it sealed for 30 years. They wouldn't divulge the reason why. Right? That's probably what happened, right? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, so, uh, so, Now, Yericho, uh, obviously, they had some issues over there, right? And Yericho with, uh, so before the Anshe Yericho had disagreed with the Chachamim, here they used to have, um, Yericho uh, was a place that was known for its uh, sycamore trees, and the uh, one of the things they argued about was the gimzois of Hegdish, right? That the the branches of the sycamore trees that were mukdash to the base of Migdash, they fought about that. Were they also part of Hegdish or not? But the point is, there was a place they had a lot of sycamore and strong trees, and they had these trunks of shikam, of, of sycamore trees. Apparently, the Kohanim would grab them. In other words, the Kohanim, the the the, the house of the Kohanim which uh, had become very corrupt, went and stole them. Now, I'm not talking about that they were hectic. They went and took them and told them as 
Amdu Balam, so what did the owners do? Viktishim Lashemayim, they were Makdish them. Again, they should, that the Kohanim shouldn't steal them, they were Makdishim. It didn't say that the Kohanim stole them for Hegdish purposes, otherwise, what's the difference if they were Makdish them or not? But they took them, they took, the, they took these trunks for themselves. Maybe there were other sycamore trees there that were Mukdash, as we saw about the branches. There was an issue about the branches, but the other ones were Mukdash, maybe they took the other ones too. Not clear, the whole story is not clear. But in any case, the uh, the house of the Kohan and the and the Gamdolim came and they stole these, so they were mocked them. They said nothing we could do. We we had no power. We we weren't we couldn't overpower the Kohanim, so we'll be mocked them, and at least we'll get the schus for that. so Vektishim l'shemayim aleim v'alkayotzibahem on those kinds of Kohanim and one similar to them. Amar Abishol ben Bit Amar Abishol ben Bitness Abishol ben Bitness said Mishum Abiyosef ben Chanin. Oily me base Baitus, woe unto us from or woe unto me from the house of Baitus, who was a coin gadol. Oily me and woe unto me from their sticks, from their clubs. In other words, Baitus a coin was one of the Kohanim Gdolim who went corrupt and they started, you know, demonstrating their power. They were ruffians and they took things over and people were, it was a tough time, right? That's what happens with power. Power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? So, another Kohen, Gadol there, who caused Rabbi to me from his plots, you know, what they're whispering, their, their, their bad, uh, their, evil, their evil plots. Another bad Kohen, woe unto us from the house of Kitros, ones are from their Kumas, their pen, meaning they issued evil decrees, they wrote evil decrees, down for the Jewish people. Woe unto me from the house. Notice he's in me base Yishmael ben Pachi. In the other cases, he also is in me base, but apparently the other ones were bad themselves. Baitus was bad. Chanin was bad. Katras was bad. On this one, we say, only me base Yishmael ben Pachi, as we'll see later on in a few lines, Yishmael ben Piachi himself was a good guy, but he let things go wild, let his family take over. As happens, unfortunately, woe unto me from their fists. In other words, he wasn't a bad guy, but you know what happened. What happened? Shehem Kohanim Gdolim, they're Kohanim Gdolim, what's the first thing that they do? I don't want to say in all, because when I said in all, somebody told me that they have a very uh, honest organization and things are, are run properly, etc. But unfortunately, let's say in many, many organizations, Jewish and otherwise, we find that once, uh, it's a, of course, it's a non-profit and all that, but the first thing they do is they hire their sons, right? Their children are in the business, right? They hire the sons as the treasurers. And their sons-in-law are the officers, right? They've all got telephones and cars and everything else like that. And uh, and their servants beat up everybody, right? That's what happened over there, right? But Wine says, example, that sometimes... The organization becomes so big with family members that eventually they forget the purpose of the organization, who they're supposed to be aiding and helping, and they got to keep the thing rolling just to keep the family going, right? That's what happens, unfortunately. Not in all cases, but in many. In any case, that's what happened over here. Yishmael ben Biachi himself was, he was a good guy, but he let his family, gave them jobs, and that's, uh, like we say in Hebrew, right? they're looking for jobs, and that's what happened. Tanar Abadam. Arbet uh, um, this Gemara, which completes our parak, as we'll see, also completes the same Gemara, the basically same Gemara completes Masechtas Krisis. 
Kachim. And the Gersas are slightly different, the order is slightly different, but it's basically the same story. There were four cryings out, four cries that the Azara cried out. Cried out. The Azara itself, you know, Kaviyoch, like it, it, it uh, the Azara, like, you know, personification, it called out. Rishona, Tzomikan, Bnei Eili. Get out of here, the Bnei Eili. That was, there he tells you, Chafni and Pimchas. Shetimu Hashem. They, <clears throat> they defiled the house of God, right? The, the palace of God. Votes right? Because they took money and they did all kinds of uh, games there. They were bad guys. Votes Semikan Get out of here, Yisachar Ishfar Barkoi, who is also a bad guy, right? Kohen Gadol. Shemachabed Asatz Mayanos himself, Umachalol Kachishmaim. And he, and he desecrates the, uh, the holy Karbanos of Hashem. Davikarach Yadavishrei wrapped his hands in silk. He put on gloves when he did the, the when he did the uh, uh, the shechita. When he did the avoda, he put on gloves. He didn't want to get his hands full of blood. He did the avoda with with gloved hands. Let's call it right. Put silk. He covered up his hands. We'll talk about that in a minute. Vodzvacha and another cry that they did again increases the order slightly different. Hazara susha mashechem. Lift your heads up, O gates. Let him come in. He was a Talmud of Pimchas Akoin. Let him serve. Here you see that he himself was good. Rashi, two lines from the bottom of the page, says, he was good. But his, his, uh, the, piece, the people of his house, his family, they were the ruffians over here. They were the tough guys who caused problems. So uh, he's better than all these other guys. He's a good guy. Another cry that the Azar cried out. Yochanan ben Narvoi. Yochanan Narvoi was a good guy, and he had a very big appetite. Not just himself; he had a lot. He had a big family, and they ate a lot. He was a Talmud of Pinkoi. I'm not sure who Pinkoi was. If there was a kinui for uh, for Pinchas but anyway, so let him fill his belly. What was the good thing about that? That there was no nosa. They said about him, doesn't mean just him himself. Rashi says he had a lot of people in his family. Uh, he had a big family. He could eat 300 and 300 jugs of wine. And 40 saw of, of pigeons. Just as dessert. Right, so because what was the good thing about that? He had a big appetite. There was never any nosar in the base of Mikdash. Nothing was left over. What's nosar? If you don't fi- finish the carbon, all carbonus that are eaten have to be eaten that day. Right, carbon pesach only at night, as we know. We'll talk more about that. Carbon pesach is going to be eaten till night till chatzos. Most carbonus that are eaten are eaten only for a day. A shlomim is eaten for two days and a night, but most kabbalists are eaten for a day. The next day, in the case of a shlom, the next, after the third day, it's nosar. If you eat it, you have karas. He says, you know, in his day, there was no nosar because they ate everything up. There was no leftovers. So that was a good thing about, uh, about him. Now, before we finish the Gemara with a sad story, uh, this Gemara, so um, one of the things mentioned over here was that Yisachar Ishkvarfoy, what, what was the thing he was, he, he honored himself and he covered up his hands. He put gloves on when he did the avoda. And what's the problem with that? Rashi says, "Karach yadai b'shiroi." Three lines from the bottom of the page. The chatzitza pelsels the kashim. It's a chatzitza. A coin. It says, "Velakhu be a velakach a coin biad." He's got a hand with his hands. He's not allowed a chatzitza between his hand and the and the and the carbon and the blood and the avoda that he does when he holds the klishares when he when he sprinkles the blood. His hands should get dirty with blood. 
and that's a chatzitza. And also, he says, In other words, whatever the coin does, if he does, let's say, the kabbal, he's got to hold the he's got to hold the klisharis in his hands. He's got to do the zrika with his hands. He can't have gloves on. It's a bazayim. So a famous thing we've discussed this before. Moshe Feinstein was asked to shalom. What about shchita b'smanazeh? What about if you use gloves today? Are you allowed to use gloves for shchita today? The question comes up. Sometimes people have a skin condition. Some people might be cold. Maybe in the shlachtos it's very cold, and they wear the gloves for that. So he was asked this question. So he said that basically he gave a hetzer for doing it today. Why? Because shchita does not have to have blood. In the base of Mikdash, the Avoda had to have blood. Without the blood, it's not a good carbon. If no blood comes out, you're not Mekayim the Mitzvah. You've got to do a different carbon. The whole thing is, you've got to get the blood out. You have to be Mekabal the Dam. You have to take the Dam to Mizbech, and you have to be the Dam. The Dam is part of the Avoda. Regular Shechita that we do today for Chulun is not, uh, you don't have to have blood. Let's say it was a dry Shechita for some reason. If the, if the animal was kosher and there was no problems with it, it was glot kosher, but for some reason blood didn't come out, also, there's no hinya of blood, and therefore it's also not a bizayim because it could be in the base of Megdash, It's a bizayim because you're showing that you're not happy. You know, you don't. You know, you, this is disgusting to you. You don't get your hands dirty when you when you when you're supposed to get your hands dirty. You're supposed to you know do a besimcha, put your hands in there, get your hands get better. That's part of the avoda. But regular shchit, it's not part of the avoda. Therefore, it's not really a bizayim. People might think oh, he's got a skin condition, or he, or for whatever reason he's. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to get his hands on the blood or maybe get his hands on the animal today. You know, he'd be worried about infection and who knows what, right? Corona, who knows what they're worried about. So there's many reasons why uh, just wearing gloves does not show that it's a bizarre that you're mavaza the shechita and you don't need the blood. So therefore, he was matter using, using gloves today for shechita. I don't know what they actually do, if in any places they're matter with gloves, but Ramosha was asked to shail and that's what he, that's what he him. Back to our Gemara. This this Yisachar Ish Kfar Barakoi, who who um, embarrassed and and was you know he he uh, he defiled the base Hamikdash by uh, desecrated by showing that he considers the you know he wear gloves he doesn't want to get his hands dirty etc. What happened to him? My Salkabai, What happened to Yisachar Ish Kfar Barakoi? Omri Omri Malko Malchasa. This is King Yanai, the Chashmonoyan uh, king. And uh, uh, the, the king and the queen, Havayosvi, they were sitting and having their meal. Malkomer, the king said, Gedi'oi, goats taste better, goat meat is better than uh, lamb meat. Umalkomer, and she said, Imri'oi. So right away you see that fights among husbands and wives didn't originate in our time. <laughs> you know, they always had disagreements, right? Nothing wrong with having a little disagreement in the house as to which food is better. So they had this disagreement. Umr, they said, who's going to prove who's right? Kohen Gadol, let's ask the Kohen Gadol. He deals with animals all the time. He would know, right? So the Kamasa Karbonos, Koyum, he brings Karbonos every day. Also, you, they asked him this question, he came. And Achvaviyadeh, in a disparaging manner, he showed with his hands, like he twisted his hands, like he said, ah, what are you talking about? Um, obviously, uh, lamb is better, because Igadiyoy, if if goat would be better, Yasiklatamidi would bring a tamid. What do we bring? We bring a carbon tamid as it gets into, into tamid nishchat, the next parak. Bring a tamid twice a day, right? You bring a tamid in the morning, shachris. You bring in the afternoon, mincha. You bring the tamid shalban abayim. The two carbonos toda, which are carbon ola, are bought twice a day, and it's brought from the keves, right? But with the keves. So says, if the gidi would be better, you'd bring it for a tamid. So he, number one, uh, he, he disproved the king's sheet. The king said that the goat is better, and he said that the lamb is better, and he did it in a disparaging manner, like pushed with his hand, like, what are you talking about? 
Amar Malka, so the king said, King Yanni said, since he shows no fear of the monarch, I'm going to cut off his right hand. So he told his, uh, you know, execution over there, cut off his hand. That was common practice in those days. So if Yav Shachar, he paid off the guy. Yeah, so the, uh, this, the, the, the coin here, Yisachar Ishkvar Barkoi, what he did was he paid off the guy to cut off his left hand. The Paschal Smug, cut off my left hand, he needs his right hand. Uh, his right hand is more important to him. Shem Malka, the king heard what he did, that he paid off the guy. I mean, how would a king not notice that it's his left hand that was cut? So anyway, he did. Paschal meant he had him cut off his right hand too. So he had both hands cut off. Amr of Yosef, Baruch Rachmana, blessed be God. Did he get the bride back? <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing he did not. Probably the other guy, the, the executioner, probably had his hands cut off too as punishment, right? Amr of Yosef, Baruch Rachmana, blessed be God, the Ashley Yisachar, Iskvar Barkoi, Lemetrofei Binei. Hashem paid him back his reward in this world, Baha'i Alma. Blessed be God who paid him back in this world. He got his punishment now, so maybe he'll have some reward in the next world. Amr of Ashi. Yisachar Yishkvarvoi, this coin gadol, he served as a coin gadol, and lo tana mastisin. He obviously didn't learn Mishnayos. Titnan, the Mishnah says in Kriesus, Reb Shimon Omer, kvasim kodem laolam b'chomakam. Usually, when it tells you a choice of bringing a keves or an ace, bringing a lamb or a goat or a kid, whatever you call it, right? B'chomakam. Usually, kvasim are mentioned first. You think it's because they're the best of the flocks? They're both called flocks. Flocks are usually, you know, goats and sheep. So you think it's because it's the choices? No. Tamalomer im keves yavi karbono. By a carbon chatas. Chatas is one of the more common karbonas that are brought by commoners. Not that the king sins, but uh, a regular chatas of an individual who sinned b'shogeg. Sinned something which is chayv karis b'mezid. And b'shogeg is chayv a carbon chatas. That's brought either from a kizbur asira, either a female lamb or a female goat. And it says over there, first it talks about the goat. And it says, it says afterwards it says, imkeves yavi karbono. And afterwards it says, it's really, imkeves, imkeves yavi karbono, if he didn't bring a goat, if he brings a keves after. So, since, so usually keves is mentioned first. So you think the lamb is better. It says, the mission says, no, it's not because the lamb is better. Uh, even though it's mentioned most places first keves, because we find by uh, chatos, which is a common carbon, it says first the seira, first the she go, the she goat, and then afterwards it says keves here. So you see, it's not They're both equal. So uh, this uh, barkai, he would have been smart to say they're both equal, right? He wouldn't have satisfied the king or the queen, but at least he wouldn't have contradicted them. He said they're both good. That would have been a good, smart answer. But he didn't. He wasn't even. He wasn't. He didn't even learn Mishnayis. As if to say, even a kid who learns Mishnayis, he didn't even learn as much as that. Ravina, my Ravina says, kara. He didn't even read Chumash. Forget about Mishnah. He didn't read the pasuk. The pasuk says. Im keves, im ace. It says im keves, im ace. E boy kefes lice. If he wants to bring a kefes lice, e boy ace lice. It says right away, im keves, im ace. Now Rashi says over here that it, when I, the, the pasuk before that said, I said, mentioned that was by a karmachata that it first mentions seira, and then it says im keves, im keves. So that shows you that sometimes seira is also mentioned first to show you that they're equal. This pasuk, im keves, im ace, he says it's speaking about by shlamim. It doesn't really say him kefes amaze in the same pasuk. It says him kefes, and later on it says amaze, e by shlamim. Middle of Herlacha Kosov, middle of Herlacha Kosov, Remez Mufkov, Zeb, Mizesh, Mami Nashishne, they're both equal. So here Rashi says that this pasuk is by shlamim. Rashi, I told you before that this whole Gemara, the whole Gemara, starting the whole story with these, uh, these uh, corrupt Kohanim, is, is how Croesus ends off. 
ends off, of course, there it ends off with the famous Amr Blazum that whole story. But right that right before those words are these whole stories with these Korep Kohanim and what happened with Yamai and this uh Yisachar Ishkvar Bakoi. And there Rashi says, Im Keves, Hainu Kradamasnisan, the Kadarish Mirab Shim Shishnem Shkum. He says it's the same Pasik. The same Pasik that we quoted from Karmachatas to show that Keves is just as good, that the Seir is just as good as Keves, because Seir is mentioned first there. So it shows you that they're both equal, even though usually Kevis is mentioned first. Here, Sears mentioned first to show that they're both equal. So Rashi says over here, and the last part of the Chumash is also the same Sukkim. He says, So there, Seira is mentioned uh, first, not that it's Shlom. And here's Rashi over here says that we're talking about a different parasha, the parasha in Paragimel, which talks about Shlomim. Paragdala talks about the Chatas. So Rashi here says it's Shlom. Rashi over there says it's not the Shlom, it's the same Sukkim that we're talking about Chatas, but it mentions both, Im Keves, Im Eis, or Im Eis, Im Keves, since it says first Im Eis, and then Im Keves, shows you you could have brought either one. See, just, I'm just pointing this out to show you that, obviously, Rashi didn't change his, Rashi changed his mind. First he said it's this one, it's that one, maybe he changed his mind. Different editions of Rashi, people edited Rashi, maybe, his, you know, Rashi's grandchildren edited his farm, the Rajbrahman edited, we don't know, but the point is that Rashi over here says it's the Shlomim, but the last passage that he refers to, they says that Yisachar Ishkvar Barkoi didn't even know a Pasuk, which Pasuk are we speaking about? Here he says the Pasuk in Shlomim, which says there, two different Pasukim say, Im Kesev, Im Eiz, or Im Eiz, Im Keves, and, uh, and Rashi, over, Rashi in, uh, in Krisa says it's the same, it's the same sukkim that we talk about by Karb Mechatas. Now, uh, tomorrow, Mitzvah, this ends off this, the Perakhan Lach Makam Shinagu. Tomorrow, Mitzvah, we're going to start talking about the carbon Pesach itself. The carbon Pesach itself was brought when? In the afternoon of Arab Pesach, as we learned. Remember, in the morning, you have to be osik with getting rid of the chametz. You have to burn it by 12 and all the rules we talked about that. In the afternoon, you bring the carbon. When can you bring the carbon? Bain or bayim. Bain or bayim is when you could tell already it's not just noon, 12 o'clock, and we talk about a six to six day. Shows manios. Let's assume we're talking about a six to six day. So you don't bring a 12 o'clock, but it's kosher from 1230 because at 1230 already, the sun is already leaning over and you could tell it's afternoon. So normally, but the tumid, the tumid that's brought in the morning every day of the year is the first carbon that's brought. That's the first one. As soon as it's light, the sort of first light, you can start bringing the carbon tumid. With the carbon tumid in the evening, which is connected the mincha, the mincha is connected that, is the last carbon of the day. So usually you bring it later, as late as you can in the day, allowing enough time to bring it because people bring carbonus during the day. So you don't want it too early. You don't want it at 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon. You do it usually, as Mishra says, so usually do it like at 2.30. Give people more time to bring carbonus because the tumid is the last one. The karav, it's brought, it's shechted at, at 2.30 in the afternoon, and it's brought, in other words, you, compl- you do the avoda, betisho machza, which would be 3.30 in the afternoon on a 6 to 6 day. Ba'ar v'psachim, on Erev Pesach, though, as we'll see, Pesach is brought afterwards. Even though Tumit is normally the last carbon of the day, but by carbon Pesach, it's, carbon Pesach is after. We'll see, this is all based on psukim. So Erev Pesach, when is it shechted? The Tumit, we do it an hour earlier. Besheva machza, we do the carbon Tumit, at 1.30 in the afternoon, 1.30, that would be seven and a half hours in the day, and you you shecht it first, then you makrav it an hour later, meaning around that time, takes an hour to be mocked to do all the avoda, because don't forget it has to be uh, sliced up, etc., it's going to be cut up, and the way they do it with all the different kohanim involved in it, whether, whether, listen carefully, 
whether this was Chol Shabbos. Remember, Erev Pesach many times comes out on Shabbos, as it does, I believe, this year. I believe this year also, this coming year, Mitzvah Shem, in a few months, right? Pesach is only like 10 weeks away, 9, 10 weeks away. And it also, I think Shabbos, I think Erev Pesach comes out on Shabbos. So they shech the carbon on Yudalit. It's Docha Shabbos, right? It's a, considered a carbon seabor. It's got to be Bismano. You got to do it on Yudalit. So it's shechted even on Shabbos. So whether, whether it's Chol or Shabbos, since that day, Erev Pesach, you have to bring the carbon Pesach. So the Tumid is brought an hour earlier at 2.30 in the afternoon and worked on at, at uh, rather, at 1.30 in the afternoon and worked on at 2.30 in the afternoon. How Erev Pesach Lios Erev Shabbos. Listen to this. Let's say, let's, say Shab, let's say the first day of Pesach was Shabbos. So when is Erev Pesach? Friday. What's the problem there? No problem. You could check it on Friday. The problem is when do you roast it? You see, the problem is that you're eating it when... When's Leila Seder? Friday night. That's Shabbos. You can't roast it on Shabbos. You can't do Shabbos. Shabbos, you can't roast. You can't cook things. Shechit is dochev. If, 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 uh, Friday, if, uh, Erev, if uh, Shabbos came out, if Erev Pesach came out on Shabbos, you got to shechit it on Shabbos. But if, if Erev Pesach was Friday and you shechit it on Friday, so you got to roast it and take care of it before Shabbos. You can't roast it on Shabbos. Normally, okay, let's say, let's say it was, uh, let's say Shabbos was Erev Pesach. So you shechted it on Shabbos. When do you roast it? At night. It's Yontif. You can roast it at night. You're the men are in shul or whatever, you know, davening, whatever. Then you roast it. But you, you roast it on Matzah Shabbos. But if it's, if it came out, if Erev Pesach was Erev Shabbos, and you shechted it then, so you have to allow enough time to roast it also. So you got to bring the Tumid, Bring the carbon pesach and roast the carbon pesach all before Shabbos. So he says, Chaler of Pesach, Leos Be'er of Shabbos, Nishchit B'Sheshu Machsa. Then the Tumid is goes back to it the earliest time possible, which is at six at six thirty in the day, meaning six and a half hours, which would be twelve thirty p.m. The Karab and then it's brought an hour later, Umachzav Pesach Achav, and then afterwards you do the, the pesach. All right, we'll learn more of the Mishnah Mir Hashem tomorrow. Uh, we'll pick it up from there tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Shavuot Tov Lekulam. Thank you.